0: Okay, Bus Bench Babes, I have an awesome, awesome episode for you today. I am interviewing Glenda Baker. She is a phenomenal top producing agent and runs a team in the Atlanta area. She's a speaker and influencer. She's become a TikTok sensation, if you haven't seen her already, and a fellow lover of all things aqua. Welcome, (laughs) Glenda Baker.
1: You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe.
0: We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design.
1: Welcome to the girl, get your face off a bus bench podcast. We are so excited you're here.
0: Okay, girls, let's dive in. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. (laughs) I'm excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, my name is Glenda Baker, and I am, (laughs) excuse me, a real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia. And I have been selling real estate since Jesus was a baby. So I just celebrated (laughs) my 29-year anniversary uh, in September. So I have really been selling real estate forever. That
0: is awesome. What, What originally got you into real estate? Everybody has such an interesting
1: real estate beginning story. Well, my mom worked for a developer for... Um, many years here in Atlanta, and she loved real estate. And I had worked in retail. I started selling ladies' shoes when I was 16 years old, and I was the number one salesperson, part time or full time. And I just worked part time. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. And, yeah. And then I started designing and manufacturing ladies' clothing here in Atlanta. And I was making them in my bedroom, and I uh, went to go um, model at the Apparel Mart downtown, and I wore one of my little outfits, and the lady who owned the showroom said, I think you could sell these. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm making these in my bedroom. And that started um, a little company where I designed and manufactured ladies' clothing here in Atlanta. and I Like you sew about- also? It wasn't sewn. I would buy like the bodies and they were all decorated. Believe it or not, they had sequins and glitter <laughs> and paint and applique and all kinds of stuff. Uh, bows and, you know, real fruity stuff. Yeah. And so then I, um, i have been doing that about two years and I told my mom, I said, my goodness gracious, the people in this retail business are so mean. I just don't really <laughs> think I want to do this for the rest of my life. And she said, Pumpkin, you know, you should be a real estate agent. And so sure enough, I um, went and got licensed and I knew that I needed a paycheck. So I yeah. actually applied to be an assistant and couldn't get a job as an assistant. And I had been reading a book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income in Real Estate, How to Develop a Six-Figure Income in Real Estate by Mike Ferry. And um five people were gonna list their house with me. So I went to this broker at the real estate Taj Mahal and here in Atlanta, they had 75 agents. It was a big real estate office. And um I told the lady, I said, I've got five people that want to list their house with me, and nobody mm-hmm. will hire me as an assistant. Will you hire me as an agent? She said, Absolutely. And that was <laughs> how my real estate career started.
0: She's like, get on over here, we'll write the contracts for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How is, how have things evolved since then?
1: Oh my God. Um, Or like, uh, what does your
0: team structure look like?
1: So like, I mean, I started, you know, obviously as a single agent, this is 1992. And now my goodness gracious, I am, I have um, a team. I was actually one of the first agents in Atlanta to have a team. I started my team in 2000 uh, when I was pregnant with my son. And, um, in fact, Elizabeth, who works with me still today was, um, the second agent I ever wow. hired. It started as me, Kelly and Elizabeth. And, um, then Kelly went and had babies and, and stopped doing real estate. And it's just been me and Elizabeth and now Evelyn and Evelyn filmed me six years. So it's been an amazing ride.
0: That's incredible. It's, you know, you see people turn over on teams all the time. So to have someone, you know, two longevity people on the team, I feel like that says a lot about you as a leader.
1: Thank you. You know, it's been interesting. I had my own company for about 11 years, and I had 18 agents that worked under me. And, um, I just I realized when I had that company that my love is in the kill of the deal. Yeah. You know, helping people, you know, realize their dream of home ownership, helping people buy and sell real estate. I didn't really like managing a bunch of people. And as I grew professionally, you know, and I grew and I and I went down to like 5 or 6 agents. And then when Berkshire Hathaway, when I joined forces with Berkshire Hathaway in 2016, it was me, Elizabeth, and my daughter, Victoria. My daughter now, she stays home. She's a stay-at-home mom. She just had her second baby. But um, I've always had a small team. I like to call it a SEAL team. But we operate more like, you know, sisters. It's all female. I've got two support staff. So very uh, lean, mean, efficient machine. That's awesome. We're an all girl team over here too, including the podcast.
0: And then we, ha- we have Ryan behind the scenes, but it's mostly all girls and that doesn't always work. But you know, it seems to work for you. It seems to work for us.
1: Yeah, I think if you find I mean, the right
0: people, it it can be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's just like spaghetti. If you put too much salt in the recipe, it's just too salty. If Just yes. like if you put too much sugar, it's just too sweet. You've got to have the right combination of personalities, the right combination of skill sets to really make any team work. And that's yes. really kind of the the magic in building a team. Just like a sports team, you've got to have the right players in the right positions. And, you know, I always say Tom Brady, he's my favorite Um, When it comes to really being able to see what leadership of a team can be like, because he pulls out the absolute best in his players Mm -hmm. and has the ability to um, get those guys to play really hard for him. And I think that that's the characteristics of a great leader, somebody who can pull out the best in people and make them buy into the vision. That's super awesome and it's not easy to do. I'm year yeah.
0: 1 of running a team and I'm seeing like my, my own weaknesses like put in front of my face and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is terrifying." But it's yeah. it's making me grow and become a better leader.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. What does your everyday look like? Like oh. a day in the life, like a weekday. Are you like literally are you still out showing houses? You're you're doing that whole deal every day still?
1: I handle mostly the listings and Evelyn and Elizabeth handle most of the buyers. I do still work with buyers from time to time, but Evelyn and Elizabeth really handle that side of the business. For me, I'm the rainmaker. I'm the person who handles the listings. I'm the one who makes sure that the system and the process is moving in its most efficient manner. So I'm really kind of the orchestrator. I'm the point guard, I guess you could say. Yeah. And so I'm the Steph Curry. I'm the Michael Jordan. I'm the Michael Jordan of the team, and so, um, but I get up very early every single day, somewhere between five fifty and six ten every day. Some people would say I'm rigid. I think I'm very regimented. Um, I'm up. I typically jump on Clubhouse. I love Clubhouse. Um, really? I've had a great opportunity to get to know. Amazing real estate agents, amazing industry leaders in through clubhouse. So I jump on a call at seven o'clock with them. I have a call to greatness at eight o'clock every single morning. And then my day starts and I do a team huddle every day with my team where we talk about um, what, what they expect out of the day um, what they need help with out of the day and how they want to finish the day. And so I check in with them every evening before they go home, before they have a chance to go to their house and, you know, just decompress debrief with their family. I want them to leave all that at the office. So I talk with them every, every evening, but I'm in the office typically most days, uh, in the morning until my afternoon appointments. And then I'm out of the office all afternoon and, uh, then home with my family in the evening. It sounds like the dream setup, And, I, you know, real estate has <laughs> been a dream. It has been a dream for me. I got into real estate. My mom told me to do it. I've never missed a cheerleading competition, a soccer game, a Valentine's Day party, because I've been able to plan my own schedule. But I'm yeah. very disciplined. When I first got into real estate, I realized that it was optional. And that was where the <laughs> failure was, was because it was yes. an, n- nobody held you accountable to no. come in. At nine o'clock, nobody held you accountable to make appointments or talk to people or sell houses. It was just all very optional. And for me, it has never, ever been optional. I treat it like a job. I treat it like a business. I'm Mm -hmm. up, hair, makeup, dressed, ready to go at a moment's notice.
0: And you have to. I think that is probably one of the reasons why the fail rate is so astronomical in this business is people like, oh, it's so loosey-goosey. And you're like, no. It's like any other job. You still have to do all the things that you might not like to do, but you're not going to build a business otherwise. Absolutely. Do you see your role within your team changing at all, like in the next five, eight years?
1: I, I love, I love buyers and sellers. Do I think that I will transition and especially with, TikTok and social media and the opportunities that are being presented currently to speak and collaborate and really kind of, um, you know, reach other areas in the industry. Do I think that that will, my role will evolve? Absolutely. But I love going in and seeing my girls every day and just really, I love being in the trenches. So, while I think that my role will kind of um, add some new opportunities for me, I don't mm-hmm. think that it'll change greatly. You know, somebody said to me, Glenda, what's your exit plan? Well, you know what? <laughs> I want to sell real estate for the rest of my life. Um, but if you ask me what my exit plan is, I want to be like the Chris Jenner of real estate. I mean, that woman has her hands in everything yeah. and she's making profit like nobody's business. That is like my idea of a great business. So.
0: Right. And enjoying her kids and grandkids oh, and... Yeah. Yeah. She, her, her setup is genius in my opinion.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: I sat the first time I actually like saw you speak was at a breakout session at Tom Ferry, maybe summit a couple of years ago. And it was all about your client appreciation. And it seems Mm kind of like your, one of your love languages might be gift giving. Like tell us a little bit about that. Like how did, how does that impact your business and like, where does that all come from? stem from?
1: You know, I have always loved to give the perfect gift.
0: Me too. And that's why I was like, she's my, she's
1: my soulmate. (laughs) I mean, that's always been important to me. I remember I was dating Victor, um, my first husband, and we were in high school and he wanted these Reebok pump up high tops <laughs> to play basketball and back then i still remember they were 176 dollars yeah. and this is keep in mind i'm a thousand years old so this is like 1983 and so you pumped up this little basketball on i
0: remember tongue. them clearly yes
1: <laughs> and it made you jump higher, right?
0: Yeah, supposedly,
1: yes. <laughs> and so I'm. Um, so he comes over one evening, and I had gotten him that day with my discount at the department store. <laughs> and um, you know, we're talking, and he's like, "You know, what did you do?" I'm like, "I got your Christmas present. I'm so excited!" And he's like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yes, I can't wait for you to open up those Reebok high tops." And I'm like... Dang it. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, like, for me, like, gifting is such... Finding the perfect gift is just literally so it's, I almost think it's more rewarding for me than it is for the recipient. Yes. I almost feel bad, but I started this gifting. Somebody gave me a cake after a closing and I was like, I like that. And this little boy called me Glenda cake baker from second grade <laughs> to 12th grade. And I was like, I think I can make this work. I think I could brand with these cakes. Yeah. And so I started giving cakes at closing and then it kind of evolved into like cupcakes for birthdays and brownies for referrals. And somebody they've heard have a baby. about the baby blankets. That's your oh thing, my. right? Somebody would have a baby, and we would have it monogrammed or have That's their name put on it. Um, I love picture that. frames. And just, they were so excited. My girlfriend, Treasure, I sent her a picture frame. Her father recently passed away and I, you know, I'm like an ex-girlfriend stalker. I went back through her Facebook and found a photo of her and her dad together and I sent it to her and I said, you know, I just want every time that you look at this photo, that it takes you back to that memory that day with your daddy. And he passed away around um, the holidays and I had sent that uh, picture frame. And she said to me, she said, I opened that picture frame and we actually sat it in his place at Thanksgiving. Oh, how and special. And the thing is like when you can touch somebody like that, you're no longer a service provider. You're no longer an acquaintance. You're actually in relationship with that person to know that you cared enough to acknowledge them. And for me, compliment, console, congratulate. Those are the three opportunities that you have to move from service provider into relationship with anyone, not just your clients. And so for me, I really focus on that. But for, I want people to feel special. I ever, nobody's ever said to me, I really don't want to feel special. (laughs) No, no one would ever say that. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think that when you can make someone feel special, when you, you know, when you compliment them, when you look at them and you have something sincere or a sincere interest in them, everybody wants you to be interested in them. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's really, really important. Are you, is it like insane at your house at Christmas? Um, you know, I will tell you, it used to be really insane at my house at Christmas, but I always tell my kid, my son, um, I have two, I have two kids. I have five, uh, bonus children. Um, but I always tell my kids, you know, Christmas is just another day because for us, When I see something for anybody, my kids, my family, my friends, if I see something that's perfect for them, I'm not waiting till Christmas. I'm not waiting till their birthday. Surprise and delight. And who knows if I'll even be here at Christmas. I don't want to wait to make someone's day. So I always tell my kids, we're not waiting for Christmas to love on people. I want to love on you every single day. I don't need a holiday for that. That's an awesome way to look at it. You
0: don't, yeah. we don't know like our days we'd every day. Especially, yeah. Last year told us a lot about that. Absolutely. Okay. So in this last year and a half, two years, you've become this TikTok sensation. And I go down these rabbit holes of watching your TikTok videos. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, these videos are freaking awesome. <laughs> like, how did, how did all of that come about? Was that like a COVID thing?
1: Well, I, I had been doing posts from the Porsche, which was my Facebook live video series. And I had been doing that forever. Okay. Um, since 2016, I had been doing that. Okay, And I had gotten a lot of momentum. And I knew that I wanted to do more video. And when I was at elite retreat in February of 2020, I was like, okay, I'm going to do more video. I'm gonna, I was
0: there too. I'm, and I was like, I didn't do, do anything about it, but I was in that same room. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, they showed Zachary. Faust. I know he's incredible. And he was on TikTok and I said to Sergio, I was sitting next to Sergio, and I looked at Sergio and I said, if that guy can do TikTok, <laughs> I can do TikTok. <laughs> so I came back to Atlanta and I tried to do a couple of, I did some dances, I did some green screen, and they were awful. Oh my God, they were so bad. So I was like, and then I did the zoom up, like where like he did zoom yes. up. Oh my god, they were so bad. So I reached out to a videographer. And I was going to hire him. And then the pandemic set in and I'm like, Woof, thank goodness I didn't hire that videographer. <laughs> and then once I realized we were going to get on the other side of it and that life was going to return to some sort of normal, I reached out to that videographer again and I said, Hey, I really want to get started on this video. And how much will you charge me? And he gave me some insane price. And I said, Hey, look, if, if I'll do, if I do 12 videos and I do it every month, what will you get? Will you cut me a price? This is what I'm looking to pay. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, he goes, if you'll sign a contract for six months, I'll, I'll do that price for you. And I'm like, okay, send me the paperwork. Yeah. I had it back to him within 10 minutes. <laughs> he was in shock. That was in September, September, September. And so our first video shoot was late September. I released the first videos in October of 2020. I had 122 followers. And today I have like 450 or something in,
0: like and that. In, so that's literally 000. been, we're, I mean, we're talking a year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. 60, 60 million views later. And it's that's insane. just sixty million on my on my videos. That doesn't right. include the duets, the shares, the yeah. stitches, the people that have taken my video, posted it on their own website without attribution. There's millions of those views. Okay, you and I
0: are both in our fifties. And yes. like I hear like I I'm getting on the video train. I've been, you know, trying to do it. I'm like, you're crushing it. So like, what do you say to other people that are in our age category where they're like, Oh my God, I don't like how I look on video. I can't do this. I'm too old. Like, what do you say to that person?
1: Well, I've got news for you. How you look on video is, is you, how you. look. I mean, I'm just telling you now, like none of us are going to be Lo tomorrow. I mean, if that's, if that's your goal, you yeah. probably are never, ever going to shoot any video. Right. So the thing about it is, is that you got to embrace what you got. And and for me, I was like, okay, I want it to come off like this. Like I love Matthew Hussey. He gives dating advice. I'm like, I love that guy. I love like, he's over here talking. Like he's in an interview. It's like, that he's got his headphones on his microphone and like he's Frazier. You know, I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> I want to do it like that. And in the first set of videos, I've got a microphone. It's a fake microphone. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And so I would have to go back and look for those. Oh, my gosh. It it was hilarious. And so this is what's really interesting is that we just did a series in our last shoot, and it's called Realtor Reacts, and it's about big-ass houses in L.A., and Denver picks the houses. I don't see them. I flip over the iPad. I look at them on Zillow. I read the description. I look at the photos and I give commentary. <laughs> and Denver says to me, he goes, this is my favorite thing that we have shot. And I said, really? And I, and, and so I sent him back a message and I said, I know I'm hilarious and outrageously talented. No wonder <laughs> it's the best thing we've shot. And he said to me, he goes, you know, Glenda, he goes, you wouldn't have been able to pull this off a year ago. And he was right because I hadn't found my place. I hadn't found my space. I hadn't really gotten comfortable doing me, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you, I just put it out there and I'm like, it is what it is. It's either going to repel them or they're going to fall in love. Either way, I'm okay. Wherever the chips fall, however the cookie crumbles, I'm willing to live and die by that. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that attitude changed my entire video life.
0: Well, you clearly have found your tribe and your tribe is ginormous.
1: The glitteratis the 450,000. <laughs> so there's 450 th- 400 and maybe 75,000 on TikTok, another 60 65,000 on Instagram. And those people, they are vigilant. Yeah. I mean, if somebody comes after me in the comments, I don't have to say a <laughs> word. The glitter bodies are smacking those people down, like I mean, like literally like it's
0: WWE. I love it. That's awesome. I yeah. love that people have such a fascination with all the glitter boots.
1: Oh, the glitter boots, the stars. I yes. Mean, I mean, it has been insanity. I bet you, every day, I get 5, 10, 15 links to star clothes, (laughs) secret clothes, boots, (laughs) glitter boots. Like I got this glitter. So no lie, this one girl yesterday sends me and she's like, I know these are outrageous, but you would absolutely, you need these boots. I already have them. (laughs) You're like, yeah, been there, done that. I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, they'll send me stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that one. Okay, yeah, I got that one. I, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have this one. Like, and I love it. So if you see that's something awesome. that has stars or sequins or sparkle or boots, you just send it my way because <laughs> I am a buyer all the time with that. I love that
0: that's your signature thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. The last podcast recording day, I had found a cashmere uh, duster with with stars on it, and I'm like, I'm channeling my inner Glenda Baker. <laughs> I awesome. love it. <laughs> What's your driving force behind doing like all this awesome stuff you're doing?
1: You know, I'll tell you. I don't. I don't think it really hit me until. <sighs> Probably earlier this week. So obviously helping people realize their dream of home ownership, getting the buyer, the home of their dreams, getting the seller, the most money, you know, I love that. The kill Mm -hmm. of the deal. I love, love, love that. I'm a hustler, you know, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to win. Um, but this week I was in a clubhouse room and this little girl, she's relatively new. I call her little girl. I think that she's probably in her forties, this young lady, um, she's relatively new. And when she started, um, I had said to her, you know, she was like pity party. I was like, come on, you got to snap out of that. We're not having that. You can change your life today with one decision. You need to, you need to get up, This is what you're going to do. You're going to go into your office. You're going to pour into the people that know you. You're going to pour into your farm. You're going to get all of the information that you need so that you can speak intelligently about real estate. And every time that you're out, how are you doing? Living the dream, selling houses every day. You're going to start those real estate conversations and you're going to sell some houses. And so I guess it was about three or four months ago that I had that little conversation in a clubhouse room with this girl. And this week I was in a room and she is pouring into a new agent. And here you're I'm, like, that's awesome. And she says, she goes, and she says, she doesn't know that I'm in the room. She says to the girl, there was a lady here on Clubhouse, Glenda Baker. And she made me believe in myself. She changed my life. Brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. You're sitting in the background like, <laughs> and I'm like, And I'm like, you don't know who you have the ability to impact today with your words. And what I gave to her, she then turned around and gave to someone else. So do you realize the power of that, the legacy of that? Mm -hmm. And so for me, while it's always been about the buyer and the seller um, that have always kind of, you know, really given me the gusto Now, as I kind of transition in my own space of real estate, what's really made me fall in love is that I have the ability to impact my industry.
0: In a massive way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about it with 450,000 people following me and, you know, I, I got in a little squabble with somebody the other day and I said to him, I said, buddy, you better believe that my bat is very big. (laughs) <laughs> and and you know you don't you do when I started in 1992 the only people that knew I was a real estate agent were the people that knew me mm-hmm. and today I mean I've given out referrals to Arkansas to Florida to Charleston to Michigan this week so these are people random people that want to buy mm-hmm. and sell in other markets not Atlanta Georgia and yeah. they're coming to me to find the Glenda in Detroit, Michigan. And right. That's wow. the thing that blows my mind is that the reach, that reach is exponential. So to me, I think that, that I'm so fortunate to have such a platform.
0: You are, it's incredible. I, like I'm still, my mind is like 10 steps back where you're talking about like this happened in a year time.
1: Yeah. One year, 122 followers, to four hundred and seventy-five thousand followers on TikTok, and they're engaged. I mean, those oh, yeah. people; those people, they are commenting, liking, sharing, saving. I mean, I have one video; it has ten million views. It has sixty-three thousand shares. That's well, huge.
0: People can relate because you talk about the stuff that a lot of real estate agents don't talk about. You right. talk in in addition to talking about the successes, you also talk about, you know, your own personal experiences of making not the best choice of going out on a shopping spree instead of buying a condo on a fancy street. Yeah. So you're relatable. That's what people love.
1: I guess I'm relatable to somebody. That's for sure. (laughs) How do you define success? What does that look like for you? You know, I will tell you, um, used to it was in GCI and number of units, (laughs) but as I've gotten older and more mature, it's in freedom you know, the freedom to do what I want to do, what I want to do with who I want to do it with. Um, and I have been so abundantly blessed in real estate, you know, financially. Um, and I've made, I mean, you know, most of my clients are friends and family. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they're friends that became family. And so for me, I just, I'm so blessed by real estate, but for me, ultimate success is the freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it with who I want to do it. Spending time with my kids, my kids, my grandkids, my son is coming from my bonus son is coming from New York this weekend. And I want to spend some time with him. Just the ability and the flexibility to do that is, is priceless to me.
0: That's super important. Yeah. So like, what are you doing when you're not selling real estate? What is a, a fun day off of selling real estate look like for Glenda?
1: Um, time with my grandsons. My daughter has a two and a half year old and a one month old. And my two and a half year old calls me. My grandma name is Glitter. And so <laughs> last, last weekend was Halloween. Yes, and- I saw pictures on social. He's adorable. And Victoria says, Callie, don't you want to hold my hand? He goes, no, Mommy, I'm going to hold Glitter's hand. (laughs) And just, you know, spending time with my kids, my grandkids. I love sporting events, live sporting events. I had the opportunity to go to some of the World Series games here, some of the playoff games here. I love basketball, NBA basketball. I, I can't ever get enough. I love every single team. I love live music. And, you know, I was the last person picked on the playground every day of my life, all the way from elementary school through high school. And now I have grown to love tennis. And I'm undefeated in four years. Are you on a league? Like a women's league? league We have an Atlanta Lawn and Tennis Association. Fun! And so I am in a tennis league here out of my country club. And I ha- I'm undefeated for four years. And it's interesting. I love the thrill of victory at tennis. But one thing that I have found is that the captain on the team, whoever it is, will put me with the person who's, ha- who's struggling, like who's having difficulty winning. I have a couple girls that I play with kind of regular. But it's typically ladies that have had trouble winning with other people. And I asked her, I said, why do you put me with the people that struggle to win? And she goes, because everybody plays better when they play with you. Wow. And I I looked at her and and I said to her, I said, why do you think that is? She goes, because you believe in them. And they believe that you believe in them and they don't want to lose with you. No, they they want to, to, they're stepping up their game. Yeah. And she said to me, she goes, she goes, you have this ability to make people believe in themselves. And she goes, I've never, ever seen it. And this girl, she's been the captain of the tennis team for 20 years. And she goes, I've never ever seen anybody that can take somebody who can't win with anybody else And make them a winner. And to me, that spoke volumes to me. And that is that you have to believe in them for Mm -hmm. them to believe in themselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. But once they get it, they don't want to let you down because you believed in them. And so... I have this one lady that I play with and she'll get down on herself and I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on. We're going to do that. Do not hit it to her. Do not hit it to her. And I have the most fun for me. It's just so exciting to be able to beat an, beat the other team. Mm -hmm. to beat the crap out of them. I mean, I don't, I don't want to just kind of beat them. I want to beat the crap out of them. (laughs) And, and, you know, and I think that that comes from a competitive spirit. It, It comes from really, um, you know, helping my team. I love that. So whether it's real estate or tennis or my family, um, the fact that I have the ability to, get people to be the best that they can be, that is absolutely turns me on like you cannot believe.
0: That's a really special gift that so many people don't have. That's like a, that's like a superpower.
1: Yeah. When did you figure out
0: you had that? Like how old were you when you figured out like, this is a magical thing that I have that not everybody else has.
1: It it never really dawned on me until that, that tennis captain said to me, she's cause you know, I mean, I just, you know, maybe I thought like I was just pulling them along, you know, Yeah. but it, she said to me, she goes, you have the ability to make people believe in themselves and they always win when they're with you. And it wasn't until she said that to me, and that's probably been within the last year um, that I realized that. But for mm-hmm. me, I mean, you all, I guess, cause I was such a loser. Like I was such a loser in school. Like, I wasn't attractive. I wasn't cool. I wasn't coordinated. So I wasn't the prom queen. I wasn't the (laughs) sports girl, you know, I wasn't exotic and beautiful or anything like that. And so I was just so average and I was just this big loser. And I think that now that not only do I have the ability to win, but I have the Mm -hmm. ability to help other people win. I mean, it's just, to me, there's nothing better.
0: Heck yeah! The prom queen is usually not that person that is <laughs> helping people along to be a better version of themselves. That's not usually the prom queen girl.
1: Who, who you know? Who knows? <laughs> I just know that I have found my space, and I am, and I am, um, and I am loving living in the space where I am right this very second.
0: Seems like a great way to live. What's, what's a big goal for 2022? We're all in that goal planning stage of life right now.
1: Uh, I want to expand my footprint. Um, I think that I have the ability to not only within the real estate space, but just women in general, Mm -hmm. women to empower women to really, 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 um, be that person that impacts, inspires, and informs, and changes people's life with my words. And so for me, that that's where I'm going. That's what I want to do. Ultimately, uh, I've been blessed to have the real estate industry help me leverage that. But ultimately, I want to help people change their life and and whatever I can do to help people do that, whether it's being a real estate agent, helping them buy or sell real estate or giving them the power to believe in themselves. For me, that's what I want to do.
0: That's one of the reasons why we wanted you on this podcast is that we're, we're all about real estate. I mean, my podcast is really geared to women, let's be honest, but maybe just women entrepreneurs and like, let's build a longer table, pull up more seats yeah. Everyone has a seat. We don't want anyone to be that last person that didn't get picked for dodgeball. Like, right. yeah, that's what this, our whole mission is all about. And it's so interesting. The people that are listening to our podcast, so many of them don't have anything to do with real estate, but they're like, we, we feel seen, we feel heard. So yeah. I completely relate to, to your goal.
1: Thank that's you. What,
0: I love that. What are three things that a lot of people don't know about you? Ooh, <laughs> you're kind of an open book. So this is probably not your easiest
1: question. Do you know, I was actually Miss Congeniality in the Miss Georgia pageant. Love. So most people don't realize that about me. The other thing that most people don't realize about me is that every single person that I have dated has been left-handed except for two in Interesting. all of my life. And I've dated a lot of people and they've all been left-handed. I'm a magnet for left-handed people. My husband's a lefty too.
0: I'm like, but he's the first one. What is it about a left-handed person? There's gotta be some sort of
1: something behind that. You know, I don't know. I was on a trivia team and on that trivia team, every person was left-handed except me, which is so strange. Um, And probably the other thing that people don't know about me is that I love to play trivia. I am a maniac at trivia. Bullshit knowledge. It, I mean like I think that we won like pop cultures type oh, stuff. Yeah. Pop, pop, yeah. Pop, like name the Spice Girls. Like crazy <laughs> stuff like that. I mean like um you know I mean just crazy crazy stuff. And so I'm really good at like pulp pop culture. I'm great at sports. Mm-hmm. Nobody realized. So here's the question. So here's all the guys at the table. Who is the only person to win um, a championship ring, uh, the, whatever the football thing is, as a player, a coach, and an assistant coach? And all the guys are down here and they're they're huddling, talking. And I'm like, oh, that's Mike Ditka. And they're like, no, Glenda, that's not right. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's it's right. like, No, it's Glenda. It's not, that's not right. And I'm like, Oh, okay. It was my Ditka. And they're like, how would you know that? And I'm like, Oh, I heard it in a movie. And I mean, like, I, I just retain all of this information. And another thing is, is that like every single house in Atlanta, like I have this photographic memory for houses. So if a celebrity takes a picture. So I'll give you, there's a, a big soccer star here in Atlanta and he posts a picture in his house of him in okay. his house. And it, that, like, it's not at the mailbox. It's not at the front door. It's like in his living room. But you're like, and I no know that house. And I'm like, oh my God, I know that house. You're like, that's and one, two, so three sh- Elm street. Da, 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 I know like- that. I I mean, he posted and I'm like, oh my God, he bought the house at 123 Banana Street. Well, you don't know that that because he's got it set up in a trust and an LLC that's got some random bullshit name. But here I am. Now I know where he lives. Don't worry, Joseph. (laughs) I will not be ringing the doorbell, at least not today, but maybe tomorrow.
0: (laughs) That is. That is, a, that is also a superpower for real estate when people say, oh, yeah, you know, and you're like, I saw, I've seen that house. I saw that house three, three years ago when it was on the market. People are like, how do you remember that with everything that you see? Like that is really a superpower and people then like "No one trusts you.
1: Well, and I have, I have location scouts that will reach out to me and they'll say, okay, we're looking for a Victorian in this era, in this area on a river. And I'm like, okay, oh, wow. I know exactly which house that is. Or we need a Spanish or a Mediterranean or a colonial or a Georgian. And I am literally like, okay, that's 123 Banana Street. Okay, that's 456 Jones Street. And so wow. I, I also work with owners to help them um, navigate uh, renting their home to television and film production.
0: Oh, wow. That's super cool. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's interesting that that's really becoming a thing. Especially here in Atlanta, yes. It's I we're it's it's a dabble thing here in Minnesota. But like during COVID there was a film crew up the street. I'm like, what is this house doing? They're like, yeah, we're filming something. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, that's kinda cool. Yeah. Who knew? In Minnesota, knew? the middle of a blizzard, you know, it's really yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. All right. This is like the question I love to end an interview with. And it's like, Hi. what are three actionable items that a realtor could do today? Um, like entering into real estate or getting into video, you, you choose.
1: Go deep on every single person that, you know, because those people already know, like, and trust you. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid that because you're new that you can't ask for business. That's number one. Number two, go deep in the area where you live or in the area where you want to live. So if you're living in a terrible apartment Don't be afraid to pick out two or three neighborhoods, start with 100 houses, build up to 100, 250, 500, 1,000, build a farm, become the neighborhood expert. And then probably the third thing that I would say is build your brand. Your brand now more than ever is the foundation of your business. People, when I started in real estate, I wanted to put my picture on everything. And that was very like, oh, she's so tacky. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You know, because I worked with, you know, at the real estate Taj Hall, they didn't put their picture on anything. Yeah. And I put my picture on everything, every single thing. And like this is before they even had photos on your business card. And here I am doing a photo on my business card. And they are like, she is so tacky. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this is the thing. People do business with people they know. How do yep. they get to know you? Through photos, seeing yep. your picture. And yep. now in 2021, 2022, they get to know you on video. This yep. guy sends me a DM on Instagram. I'm interested in buying an eight to $900,000 house in Atlanta, Georgia. We're relocating from Chicago. Can you help me? Yes, I can. <laughs> Absolutely. Jordan. Four houses for the guy knows me. He has no frame of reference of me from anything other than TikTok and Instagram. So he knows a lot about you through that. Yeah, really? Um, yes, he's he, learned he, a lot. Yeah. He's learned a lot enough yeah. to trust me to buy a four, yep. a 900,000 dollar house. We showed him four houses. He bought a 900,000 dollar house. That was on Saturday. He sent the message Sunday. I reached out. And by Thursday, he was under contract. You're like, I think I'm going to keep doing videos. (laughs) All day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Heck yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah. Well, okay. So where can people find you? Wait, so you're going to have to spell your name because not everybody's going to get your fancy spelling.
1: But I am the most unanonymous person in the world. So it's Glenda, G-L-E-N-N-D-A, Glenda Baker, B-A-K-E-R. And I'm Glenda Baker everywhere. And Google has this new thing that if you search Glenda Baker videos, all of my TikTok, all of my My short form will pop up at the top. So it's amazing. So check that out. And again, anything that I can do, don't hesitate to send a DM. You know, if I don't respond immediately, don't feel bad. Just DM me again because there's a lot of stuff in the DMs, but I go through them and my team goes through them pretty regularly and we try and stay on top.
0: That's awesome. I I feel honored that you are on my podcast today. I think it's I awesome. I'm so
1: excited to be here thank you thank you thank you
0: thank you for being here well bus bench babes this has been a super fun episode with the bubbly glenda baker and you guys got to go check out her tiktok if you do nothing else today drop what you're doing and go find her on tiktok you'll be inspired so until next time keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babes that you are
1: okay girls are you feeling as inspired as we are We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl, Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast.
0: If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks
1: for being here.